What's going on, everyone? I hope everyone enjoyed the recent series that we have produced, Resurrecting Black Male Masculinity. Now, we made sure to put that whole series up before I had took a few days break because I really needed it, guys. And I'm so happy that, you know, me and my wife got to do that. You know, I got some much needed rest, but I'm really definitely to hit the ground running on, you know, new ideas and different things with the podcast. Now, today we're going to talk about YouTube's updated hate speech policy and the way forward. Now, for us here, and why we had started the podcast is that we had went to PodFest, which I was invited to, and we got to speaking to a lot of different people, and I always thought that we should have more than one you know, avenue to be speaking to the people. And podcasting is something that's really going to take off and be the wave of the future. Is, is a lot of things that's go behind the scenes that's trying to make that happen. And, you know, some people had told me, well, you know, they like podcasting, but they don't like that. They don't have a community aspect. Well, podcasting was never about a community. It was no different than you listening to radio. I mean, radio didn't have a community aspect. And also just as a content creator, definitely doing things on YouTube. I enjoy the aspect of not having all these people with comments coming in, not because I don't want to hear what you got to say about the podcast, but the thing is you have the trolls and you can't really troll on a podcast because trolls power is the comment section. And that's kind of what they do all the dirt and et cetera. So either they're going to listen to the podcast or not. The best thing they could do if they want to troll is listen to the promo video. So YouTube, the 5th of June had dropped an update to their policy and it sent a ripple effect that day they sent it. And the way it went down, where you had thousands of channels was demonetized. Thousands of channels were straight terminated. That was something that was already in the works because that was kind of coordinated because it seemed, it wasn't like random, like random channels went down based off of, you know, how I'm looking at it now. It seemed like they already kind of had people underneath the radar they were watching. They say, okay, the moment we drop this new policy, this is the people we're going after. And it seems like that happened. Now, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, the situation with Steven Crowder and that guy from Vox, Carlos Mesa, uh, you know, they had a little beef back and forth with each other, name calling, et cetera. That's just kind of, you know, what went on with that. The guy, Carlos Mazer from Vox, was like, well, YouTube, you're not doing anything. He's harassing me. You know, he's talk, calling me, you know, uh, gay slurs because the guy's gay. He's talking about me being Latino. So he kept harassing YouTube, harassing YouTube uh, about Steven Crowder. They told him originally that, hey, you know, even though we don't agree with a lot of things Steven Crowder says, he didn't violate no policy. He got real pissed off about it, saying that, oh, this is how you treat LGBTQ people. And, and this is the thing. The part where he said this is how you treat LGBTQ creators, that's a freaking lie. YouTube is extremely open to LGBTQ creators. They promote them. They have them in the forefront. Like, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Just because one situation with him has nothing to do with the way YouTube has been with LGBTQ creators. Period. Matter of fact, LGBTQ people in general are more protected on YouTube than definitely black people are because that's probably what it is. People was harassing me, you know, last year. 
you know, posting all kind of pictures, you know, with my wife and, and saying all kind of things about me. It has nothing to do with even YouTube, right? You know, I didn't go to YouTube and crying and saying, oh, these people harassed me, which technically according to the harassment policy, I could have went after people easily with that. They harassment cyberbullying policy because they really updated it too um, and really explained what they mean with all these examples now because they talked about all these so-called exposed channels. Oh, yeah, they're coming after you now from what I, I was reading up on. You can't be, quote, unquote, dropping people's pictures, dropping people's job information. You can't go and say, oh, well, hey, go over there. They channel and harass them or, or go over there and flag them. Or, no, now they're getting you on all that. They they really, and I'm seeing that they have been watching all that mess. Based off of how I'm reading these policies, they've been watching everybody. And I knew one time I was in Nyla's chat, and shout out to her, and one time Google deleted a, a comment and it said deleted by a Google moderator. And it was a Google moderator. Like they deleted the comment. So meaning you had people from Google YouTube on Nihilus chat and the language they're using in this particular hate speech policy comes directly from people, how they talk. And I say, wow, they've been really monitoring before they did this. You know, because I know when, you, when people, when they drop their policies, YouTube never tell you. They never, you know, roll it out in a fair way. It usually people get caught up in it, and that's just usually how it goes. But let's go through this policy. But, you know, this policy is actually something that I'm like, wow. I mean, they really kind of spelled out what they deem as hate speech now. But, you know, the thing is, it's no such thing as hate speech. Hate speech is not anything in the Constitution. You know, you have freedom of speech and you don't want to become a person that supports authoritarianism because in countries where authoritarianism is law, people are killed for what they say. People are jailed for what they say. And you don't want to live in that kind of country. Neither do you want big corporations determining what can be said and what can't. See what's going on and, and see, you know, a lot of times these big tech companies have been protected because they, they will go on the guise of where they have a little clause that say they're not responsible for what their users say or do. Right. So that's why they never get sued. But when you are now saying, well, now I'm a dictate what you say, you kind of flirting with losing your protection underneath that law. And now you got a bunch of conservatives and especially conservative politicians now they all like, oh, we need to do something about this. This is not right. This is supposed to be a, a public space to exchange ideas because that's how big they are now. But people don't understand. That'd be like Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, whatever company you have. Let's say you were talking about protesting um, animal fur or protesting uh, people who eat meat, Right. And what if AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile says, well, you know, we overheard your conversation. You planned that protest and we don't support you planning protests against, you know, uh, people that eat meat. That's considered hate speech because you, you have hateful thoughts toward people who eat meat. So, you know, you continue to plan protests on our you know network, you know, using the phone or Internet, whatever. We're going to ban you. Now, you're like, what do you mean? You're gonna ban me. It's my phone. I pay for it. Yeah, but. You know, it's on our network and we're a private company, so we could do what we want. We could block people if you want or not block people, because that's another thing that people are saying about, well, it's a private company. 
So private companies should be able to censor. Private companies should be able to discriminate. What if a private company say they don't want you there because they don't like short people or tall people or, you know, black people or white people or a person that's elderly, um, a person that speaks a different language? You know, remember, you said it's a private company. You may say, well, that's different. I mean, there's discrimination laws against that. Well, if you're going to go on the guys of the private company argument, then everything's a private company. Your job is a private company. It's not the government. Okay. Uh, the, the Verizon, T-Mobile, et cetera, that's private companies. That's not the government. Because according to y'all, y'all say that uh, the Constitution only applies to government. Don't apply to private companies. Y'all got to not say that because you're giving corporations an ability to violate your rights in this country. Don't give that right to them to abuse you, okay? It's too many people in this country, and it's scary now. They want an authoritarian government. You want a third world government. I'm seeing that where everyone is censored. People, you know, uh, independent journalists can't do, you know, their jobs. Um, Threats of people going to jail. No one can say anything or or people have their jobs taken away. uh, Their revenue taken away. They deplatformed. I mean, like you guys literally want to be third world. That's literally what I'm, I'm seeing now. Well, let's go through this policy here, this update. So they talked about, they say, we've always had policies that prohibited hate speech on YouTube. Yes. So I don't know why they had to amend this. They say, we announced some changes to our hate speech policies. You can learn about them and those changes here below the policy has been updated. Okay. So it says hate speech not allowed on YouTube. We remove content promoting violence or hatred against individuals or groups based on unfollowing attributes. It says age, caste, disability, ethnicity, Gender identity, that's a new one. Nationality, race, this is a new one too. Immigration status. So on YouTube, if you discuss immigration status and you're talking about anything with immigration, unless you are for, you know, immigration in the way it's going, unless you're for it, let me back up and say that. But if you're speaking against it, then it's considered hate speech. Now, that particular position has changed the game to me for YouTube because now YouTube is taking a political stance because that is more so a political issue than anything. And it should be discussed, you know, whether people are for it against it. Now I don't think you got to be malicious. I don't think you have to call people names and, 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 you know, call, treat them less than human. No, hell no. But for them putting immigration status as part of the hate speech, it says it says a lot how they are stamping themselves politically. It says that religion was always there, sex and gender was always there, sexual orientation was always there. But victims of a major violent event are their kin. That's a new one they added to that. Okay, veteran status. I, I don't really see too many people like going in on veterans. I mean, most people don't mess with veterans like that. So. The same thing. You see content that violates the policy, reported, etc. Okay, so they said, "What this means for you? If you're posting content, don't post content on YouTube. If it's purpose of content, do one or more to file encourage violence against individuals or groups based on any of the attributes noted above. We don't allow threats on YouTube." <sighs> okay, how many black people have been threatened on YouTube? Have been called the N word, and what they're going to do to black people? 
I mean, you say you don't allow threats, but it's all over the place. I've been threatened. My life has been threatened many times on YouTube. They say we treat implied calls of violence as real threats. Now, most people know you can't threaten about the internet. Matter of fact, you can get arrested for making threats on the internet to people. Incite hatred against individuals or groups based on any of the attributes uh, noted above. Okay. So they have other types of content that violates the policy. So they talk about dehumanizing individuals or groups by calling them subhuman, comparing them to animals, insects, pests, diseased, and any other non-human entity. Praise or glorify violence against individuals or groups based on the attributes noted above. Use racial, ethnic, religious, or other slurs where the primary purpose is to promote hatred. The name calling, basically what YouTube is saying is the name callings will get the majority of people in trouble. I'll just be honest with you. The name calling. Every time I've seen people get uh, in trouble, it's from name calling, whether it's a racial slur whether it's cussing people certain ways or describing people a certain way, like they're saying it's either you talking crap about people or the name calling. So people that's big into name calling, try to find other ways to describe what you're trying to say without name calling. Now you can get mad about it and say, well, we got freedom of speech. Well, you know, not on that YouTube. You don't. So you stereotypes that incite and promote hatred based on, any of the attributes noted above, this can take form of speech, text, or imagery promoting these stereotypes or treating them as factual. So if they have the stereotypes about whoever, you know, they, they want you doing that. Claim the individuals or groups are physically or mentally inferior, deficient, or diseased based on any attributes noted for the purpose of inciting hatred. This includes statements that one group is less than another, calling them less intelligent, less capable, or damaged. So I guess that would be... Most are directed at the white supremacists because, you know, they always talk about how they have a high IQ and we less than human. Okay. Alleged the superiority of a group over those with any of the attributes noted above to justify violence, discrimination, segregation, or exclusion. So once again, they're talking more directly at the white supremacy, right? The supremacists. But they talked about that you can't, they can't justify even segregation if they wanted to or exclusion. This is the one they added to conspiracy theories ascribing evil, corrupt or malicious intent to individual groups based on any of the attributes noted above. Now let's talk about conspiracy theories. Conspiracy theory. A lot of times it has some truth to it. Not all of it, but a lot of times it do. And we also know the term conspiracy theory came out after the assassination of president Kennedy. When people were trying to break down the facts at that time period and say, Hey, something not adding up with this Kennedy assassination. And that's where that term came out from CIA. <clears throat> Just to let you know that call for subjugation or domination over individuals or groups based on any of the attributes noted above deny a well-documented violent event took place. So I guess that's the Alex Jones clause, I guess that was put in this, you know, talking about, false flags and crisis actors and all that. I guess so. Now they talked about educational content. They said we may allow content that includes hate speech. If the primary purpose is educational, documentary, scientific or artistic in nature, it's not a free pass to promote hate speech. Examples include a documentary about a hate group. It's an educational content that isn't supporting the group or promoting ideas that would be allowed. A document promoting violence or hatred wouldn't be allowed. Okay. 
Um, it's a documentary about the scientific study of humans. Documentary about how theories have changed over time, even if it includes theories about the inferiority or superiority of specific groups will be allowed because it's educational. We won't allow a documentary claiming there's scientific evidence today that an individual or group was inferior or subhuman. Okay, so they say this policy applies to videos, video descriptions, comments, live streams, and any other YouTube product or feature. For educational content that includes hate speech, this content must appear in the images and videos itself, etc. All right, now let's get down to the example part. So this example, they say a hate speech not allowed on YouTube. They say, I'm glad, they say a violent event happened. They got what they deserve, referring to the attributes of the person noted above. Okay? So it said, person with attributes noted above are dogs, or person with attributes noted above are like animals. Okay? So they can't go around here calling black people animals, dogs, whatever, right? They say, get out there and punch a person with attributes noted above. So no cause of violence toward nobody. Everyone in groups with attributes done above are all criminals and thugs. Okay. Well, you know, we know that that particular statement sound like something straight from a white supremacist and what they say, you know, basically a hey, blacks are all criminals and thugs. You, you know, that's where that come from. Cause for, for them to put criminals and thugs, that's exactly where that come from. And we know thug is translation for the N word. We know that, okay? We know the cold words all day. Let's see, a person with attributes noted above is scum of the earth. Another example is people with attributes noted above are disease. People with attributes noted above are less intelligent than us because their brains are smaller. That says another one, our existence is threatened by group or with any attributes noted above, so we should drive them out every chance we get. Now, that sounds like something the white supremacists are saying. Um, group with any of the attributes noted above has an agenda to run the world and get rid of us. Uh, interesting. That one was interesting. So that can be interpreted two ways. It can be interpreted that when people say a certain religious group run the world and that can be attributed to that. And then it's also sound like something that white supremacists would say, you know, as well in their speech about a certain religious group. But at the same time, this also can be contributed to white supremacy as well. So, you know, it's very interesting. They added that notice. They added that it's a, a tribute noted above is just a form of mental illness that needs to be cured. Okay. So they say, you can't say that. The persons with the attributes noted above shouldn't be educated in schools because they shouldn't be educated at all. I don't know who's saying things like that, but I guess people are. They say all of the so-called victims of the violent event are actors. No one was hurt, and this is just a false flag. Like I said, that's the Alex Jones uh, rule. So they say, remember, these are some examples. Don't post content you think it may violate this policy. But there's a lot of things that just basically going through the wayside, Okay. Not only with this here or their new updated hate speech, like I said, then all this, you know, exposing people and I'm exposed this, exposed that. That's they not gonna tolerate that. And from what I'm seeing too, I said this before, they're trying to go more FCC friendly. Especially they have this YouTube TV. They're trying to go FCC friendly. On on TV, do you see uh network television people doxing people and, you know, uh 
posting pictures of people's husbands and wives and doing all the things that go on on social media. No, they, they don't. And, and these people, you know, like I said, they have taken a political position at the same time. But anyone's at risk, anyone, and no matter who you are, as including us, we are at risk. There are people that got their channels completely taken down with no strikes. They had people lost their monetization, you know, on those channels. So without their monetization, they don't make anything. So my thing is, now let's talk about the way forward. What do we do? How, how do we, and I've said this since 2017 when the first apocalypse happened. We can't depend on YouTube to provide, you know, for our platform. We can't do that because YouTube, everyone knows YouTube is fickle, okay? We all have to build ourselves up outside of YouTube for one and also have our own websites. Everyone got to have their own website at this point because you don't want your things to be taken down and then now no one can find you. Also, we need to make sure that we all get like uh, on our website where people have signed in, you get emails, that way you can keep up with the people, let people know whatever's going on with you because sometimes your notifications don't even go out as they should. So for us and the way forward with us is that we are going to focus on definitely building you know, up our, you know, Patreon members more. And also we're working on finalizing everything we need to finalize with our website. I mean, we, our website, we already have at bioshow.com, but I never really used it. But we got another website, africandiasporanews.org, and that's the one I want to start using. But I want to just tighten some things up before I actually just send everybody over there and say, hey, okay, we post the content there every day. Just must be posting content on YouTube every day. Um, we we got to do that because not not to say that they're YouTube's been telling me anything or whatever. I, but the thing is, you always got to have your contingency plan when doing this because they change their policies from one day to the next, and you know you don't want people to say, "Oh, where did he go? Where's his content?" The thing is, we have to support black media. You have to. You can't, and you also. I know a lot of you are addicted to YouTube. I know. YouTube make it so easy to be on there. But if you really like a content creator, you're going to have to go where they're at. If they're on their own website, another site, if they choose to go to, you know, uh, Black Junction or whatever the case they be, if you like that person, go over there and support them and also support them financially. You know, some people may say, well, why can't all you guys get on one platform and it'd be easier for everybody to support one platform? That would be silly to do that for one because what you all on one platform, then it's easy for those who don't like you to take that one platform down. And everybody's taken down Two, it's beautiful to have multiple platforms of people saying things. It's beautiful. And number three, people got egos. Now everybody's trying to work with everybody. When you have all these powerful entities talking, you're going to butt heads. It's going to happen. So that's just not going to work as well. I mean, you don't see Fox and CNN and MSNBC and NBC and CBS all on one platform, do you? No. They got their own entities because they, they have their own thought processes, etc. But rest assured, all this is going down with YouTube. It's about the mainstream media trying to regain control. They don't want independent media out there, especially the black independent media. They don't want that. We have been affecting politicians. We have been eviscerating campaigns. We have put, been putting out information that they don't want us putting out. They try to suppress and hide. 
We force them to do certain stories that they probably wouldn't have never done. They don't like that. They want the control back. So they feel that, well, if we take all the revenue from YouTube, get them to take the revenue or even take the channels down, that will silence all these people. This is where the people have to step up and the people have to say, I am not going to allow no mainstream media or anything to take away the black voices that I love to listen to, to get my news and information from that's where it's at with it. Now on our YouTube channel, we have well over a million subscribers on our YouTube channel and on our Patreon page, it fluctuates between 1400 and 1500 people a month, at least on our Patreon page. And we asked, you know, at the time, if you could donate, you know, possibly $2 a month or $5 a month. And we have different tiers. Now here on the podcast, many people are supporting. Awesome. If you want to support on the podcast, that's great too. I love it. Hey, we can, if we got enough people to support here on the podcast, it'd be awesome. Anywhere we can to fund the show is great. But on our original Patreon page, we was asking for 3000 consistent people because we got 3000 consistent people. We could pay all the people that we have to pay. We don't really care what Google does. We're like, Hey, we ain't worried about Google because our people got us. That's what we need to be hundred percent funded by the people. And also, you know, doing everything we can now we'll still stay on YouTube, of course, but we still going to have to start filtering people to our website because you just don't want to be in a position where, okay, now nobody is not used to going to your website and then they don't know where you're at. Look at when I named, changed the name of the channel from the advice show TV to African diaspora news channel. I, it showed me there's a good portion of people that don't watch every day. The people that watch every day knew exactly what was going on. Or the people that of course on Patreon, they help with that change. But people are like, where did you go? I didn't like you chat. You got caught up in that mess. And I'm like, no, I've been posting every day. And they're like, oh, I didn't know you changed the name of your channel. Well, you should be here every day. The number two, if you were subscribed to the channel, you'd have known. That's why subscriptions are important. And you'd have heard the changes. You'd have saw me make posts, etc. Right. So stay acclimated. Subscribe to everything that we have. Um, follow us on our social media pages. I mean, that's very important. And also keep listening to us here um, on the podcast, on the Phil Scott audio experience. I'm definitely, you know, motivated to build up this podcast because it's growing. It's growing pretty quick and it's awesome. I, I'm very, very happy at the growth of this podcast. And I thank everyone for listening. I thank all of the supporters that we have here because our supporters are growing every day here. I'm talking monthly support. It's awesome to have monthly support. You guys will realize you guys, you know, the more and more support we get, it takes a lot of stress off of me and it helps me just to produce content. I just want to produce content. I don't want to be stressed out about what's going on with, with no Google. And I just want to say, Hey man, look, the people guide me. I'm just going to put out the content and that's it because it's freedom. When the people got you, when the people support you, like what could they do at that point? So you look at people like Mr. Farrakhan, nobody can mess with him. You know why nobody can mess with him? His people support him. Like, okay, you take him off of Facebook. They got their own website. Now they got their own streaming service. They got everything they, they need. Like they don't need them for nothing. And that's how we all should be. We all should be, especially content creators, but we gonna have to um, just be used to that. So on YouTube, like I said, I'm going to start talking about Patreon and all that, just a lot more after this podcast, you know, but we're going to have to do that and get used to that because, you know, we don't want 
our platform to have no bumps in the road. We want to keep going, running smooth, etc. Now we'll follow the rules as much as possible. And like I said, I read the you know rules. I always say, hey, if they you know game, you got to follow it. But you know that's kind of what it is. YouTube has the biggest website in the world right now. I mean, not to be on YouTube, you're kind of cutting yourself. But use YouTube to build yourself up, but also filter yourself to other things like your own website, you know, your podcast. If you have speaking engagements, you books, you know, tours, whatever you're doing, then that's a good thing to do it too. Make sure you're just spreading yourself out everywhere. Not just don't put your 100% stock and all your business into YouTube because that is not a good idea, especially the way things are going now. But that's just our little plan for the way forward. But I just want to give you guys just an update on that particular hate speech policy. You want to hear, you know, at least for our version of it. But like I said, for us, it's always going to get bigger and bigger and bigger for us here. We got a global mindset, an international mindset. So, you know, with that, you know, being said, it can only um, definitely, you know, just keep soaring. But we have to have, like I say, support. And we definitely thank all the people who are supporting us here now. I mean, it's beautiful. It's so awesome. I was happy for those little supporters I do have here. And like I said before, if we get 100 supporters on the podcast, we go to a two podcasts a day show. Well, we're doing one, one podcast a day now. I'm willing to even challenge myself like that. So if we can get 100 supporters on our podcast, we'll do two podcasts a day. You know, and um, so let's see if we get it. But thank you guys, you know, definitely for listening, you know, on this particular podcast. We, we, we greatly appreciate you. See you on the next one. Thank you for listening to the Philo Scott audio experience. I hope you learned something from our program. Make sure if it's your first time here, go and check out all the episodes that we have. Start binge listening. That way you can get acclimated to everything that we're talking about. If you like our show and we would greatly appreciate you liking the show, support us monthly. You can do it as little as a dollar or more. Support of the show helps us to keep going, helps us to change, upgrade, buy equipment. You know, eventually we're going to start bringing guests in and we want to make sure we put on a great show for you guys. So support is definitely something that we greatly appreciate. We definitely appreciate all our supporters that we have now. We love you. We cherish you. Thank you for everything that you're doing. See you next time.